Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Mike's Coming Out of the Closet on this Surreal Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. And it's not what you think, folks. And I didn't open that door. (laughs) Now, in 1990, French researchers had a computer problem, a data error when processing the age of Jean Calment. She was 115 years old, an age outside the parameters of the software program. The programmers had assumed that no one could possibly live that long. In fact, Jean lived until the age of 122. The psalmist writes, Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. This is a figurative way of saying that whatever age we live to, even to the age of Jean Calment, our lives on earth are indeed limited. Our lives are in the sovereign hands of a loving God. In the spiritual realm, however, we're reminded of what God's time really is. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by. And in the person of Jesus Christ, life expectancy has been given a whole new meaning. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Has is in the present tense, right now. In our current physical moment of troubles and tears, our future is blessed and our lifespan is limitless. In this, we rejoice and the psalmist pray, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all of our days. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving and compassionate God. Sometimes life is hard, but even so, we sing for joy in your provision for us. Satisfy us today with your unfailing love. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. And because of his unfailing love... I can handle shows that are titled Mike's Coming Out of the Closet. (laughs) No, not in the sense that we have all become to know what the meaning coming out of the closet is. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, got a very, very serious announcement. We're feeling very, very surreal during this particular show here because we are a little bit tired. We are up in age a little bit, and we're going to end up heading out the sabbatical door for just a short while in order to recharge and get our head back on straight. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I would say that you did a little bit more than your basic tenured professor, you know, because uh, it's been longer than 10 years. Yes, it has. You served on the council. Yeah. You've been an activist as a citizen in countless ways over the last couple of decades. Oh, you bet. You bet. And I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it has been nothing but a blessing to have been part of the Right Spokane perspective in the amount of years that we've been doing this thing. It never thought that we would be in radio broadcasting, never thought that we'd have anything to do with podcasting and, and things to that effect. But I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, not only have we engaged on the radio AM and as well as FM, but we are uh, doing worldwide, globally heard podcasts in foreign countries. Definitely want to give a shout out to some of the new listeners that we picked up over the last month over in New York, California, 
Texas, Connecticut, Indiana, Alaska, and Ohio. And that's just in the United States, ladies and, and gentlemen. And the amazing thing to me about the reports that you come back with on the podcast, who's downloading these things, you know, Spokane is an interesting place. We're used as a test market for a lot of things that products that end up going global and products that end up going nowhere because we're kind of a good model of what happens on average around the country. And so when people take the right Spokane perspective and they, they look at how we report at the federal level, the state level, and all the stuff going on in local government, the agendas, the way they use commissions and committees and, you know, pass pieces of legislation, there's nothing new under the sun, Mike. And, and these things are being done in other municipal areas. Uh, so were those watchers on the wall for other municipalities too? watch this happen in Spokane. If you have a city that's got a couple hundred thousand people and it hasn't happened there yet, it's coming so they yeah. can oh, listen. Yeah. You bet. And, you know, that is one of the other truly wonderful things that I am very, very appreciative of. And that would be our listeners. It is because our listeners, the fact that we, uh, you know, don't or have not over the last couple of years engaged in business advertising, if you will, and this has been a listener supported show based on our faith in the good Lord above. Uh, you guys out there listening have come through for Mike and Tim every month. And, you know, I, I don't know what else to say other than thank you so very much for your support over the years of Mike Fagan for sure. And so you're taking a sabbatical, but we're planning on having you back. So the Right Spokane Perspective, it's not going to be the Mike and Tim show here coming up, you know, throughout the rest of the year. But we are going to bug you after you get you set your head on straight. Right? Oh, you bet. Well, um, you know, when I say I got to get my head on straight here, folks, and specifically what I'm talking about is, you know, I mean, having uh, acted as selflessly as I have over the years and and I'm not complaining about it, you know, because once again, I you know, the Right Spokane Perspective is not only been a wonderful hobby but it has been a ministry and i've definitely felt as though that we have impacted people's lives around the world especially right here in our local community and i am hopeful that our impact to your lives has given you and your family an alert a heads up of something that is coming down the pike that could have really really negatively affected you you took some advice that you were hearing here on the right Spokane perspective and it all worked out in the positive for you and that's what it's all about at the end of the day folks it's all about being able to continue to glorify and hang the praises on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on God on the Holy Spirit and I hope that over the years that Tim and I have been able to do that and do that adequately for a lot of our listeners that are out there for sure well but, I'm hoping there's not a lot of change you know obviously we we see government, there's a lot of change in government, but when you come back from your sabbatical, when you're healthy again and ready to go for some more shows, or if you just want to come back and visit to hit a, a hit an issue that you see that, you know, Washington state's doing the city's doing the County. So the listeners can continue to get information, not just for me and the guests that we have, but also uh, from your perspective, because you have so many years understanding municipal government that you might see something on the horizon that we're not ready to report. So I do expect you to come back after a few months or so every oh, now yeah. and again. 
Oh, yeah, you betcha. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, you know, some of the things that I have been neglecting in my life, and I have no no qualms and problems talking about it, but, you know, I've had... It doesn't uh, have anything to do with that closet door you were talking about. <laughs> I've had thyroid disease, you know, going all the way back to 1980 when I was in the military, and, you know, back then, you didn't have handheld powerful computers. You didn't have immediate access to information, and, you know, I just did not feel as though the uh, armed forces adequately served me when it came time to deal with my thyroid issues, and as As a result, you know, I don't have a thyroid gland anymore because of radiation treatment. One of the long-term effects in taking the medication, the replacement hormone, if you will, is the fact that you do have not only eye issues, and they call it a thyroid eye, if you will, but you also have dental issues. And this is something that I just recently learned about be real straight up folks you know i probably have about one third the teeth that i originally started out with when i was born and just over the years you know uh, prolonged uh, taking of the medication etc you get gum disease you get periodontist type issues and stuff like that and you know just to give you an example i mean just in the last 12 months folks uh, i've lost two teeth and i've got one that's uh, screaming right now for instance so it's definitely something that is required Requiring some more immediate assistance. And obviously, ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't got teeth, that is definitely going to be changing the way that you talk, the way that you sound. And it just seems as though it would be a good time and an opportunity for me to exit stage left temporarily to engage in this sabbatical so that I can take care of some needed medical and dental issues that I have been ignoring. Right. So there you are. We we do do that in our lives, try to plowing down the road, even though there's parts falling off. And so you got to stop it sometime and and start taking care of those things. So you bet. But I'm telling you, man, I mean, these last 12 to 13 to 14 years that I've been doing this have been wonderful. They've definitely been God filled. I believe that, you know, from the day one, when we originally started until now, people have definitely noticed a change in me, a change in my attitude, a change in my demeanor a change in in where you know my head is currently at with all things called life well there's a selfish thing that i've been doing with the radio and i didn't recognize it until recently mike and i've been with you for about seven years now i think and all these shows that we end up producing for the listeners you know we have to keep ourselves informed on the local happenings and news and we have people that send us information things that they think we might need to report on and the guests that we have it's kind of like going to college without having to pay all of the money for you know the information and the and the curriculum and and the professor that tells you the lie first before you learn the truth (laughs) doing the research yourself it's nice to be connected isn't it Well, and and there's so much knowledge that we end up compiling in this show throughout the weeks, throughout the months, throughout the years that it's, it's interesting in dialoguing with people, especially people on the far left that just take whatever the narrative is. And I can't help but argue because I've, I'm armed with information. Yeah. And and so it's kind of selfish in a way to continue doing the show because I want to keep being armed with information, but I want the listeners to be armed with information that we've been providing, you know, through our guests, through information that comes into us for 
seven years with you. I know that you've been doing it for a long time. And it wasn't just a matter of helping people through a situation because they gathered a piece of information that helped them out, but challenging government and trying to get good policies that affect the future of their property rights, of their gun rights, of the rights to guide their children in the way they should go to protect their children from, you know, monsters that are hiding under typically corporate beds or or, or government camps. Yeah. Yeah, So, you you know, it's, it's one of those things where if we don't continue to do this show, then we can't give the information. So your sabbatical is important for you to rebalance yourself, rearm yourself, get a bunch of teeth. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I like eating. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I also, you know, this show has a little bit of teeth. So yeah, it sure does. And, you know, I mean, the other cool thing about the right Spokane perspective over the years is we were basically piloting other shows that have basically become established on the American Christian Network and the Liberty Broadcast System. Yeah. You know, I remember broadcasting way before Matt Shea was broadcasting, broadcasting before the sheriff, Sheriff Canelo. Was podcasting. There's a gentleman on there that uh, listens and talks about testimony every week yeah. that deals with Medicare and things like this. Uh, you got the church and state guys. You've got this couple that hails out of Millwood right doing now, a show, yeah. doing shows on the American Christian Network and the Liberty well, and Broadcast System. And I mean, that has got to be, you know, probably the biggest compliment to being able to to be the kind of the pilot. Yeah, and I, and I learned that before I was on the show a little bit when I was going to Olympia and I was a citizen activist. And, you know, people just need permission to speak. And in permission to speak, you have to be informed. You have to have the information. And then when someone comes back at you with the lie or their half-truths, you can say, wait a minute. No, I have this piece of information. And people just need permission to speak. And folks out there, when we say, go to the city council meeting because they're coming after your property rights, people hear it. They respond. They inform themselves with stuff that we've provided and resources that they found on their own. And they take action and it changes the structure of our government because those people become active. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about an incident on how I became partnered with Mike on Right Spokane Perspective. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity and ability to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. We sincerely thank you, Mike Fagan, for your 12 years of dedication to our listeners and guests of the Right Spokane Perspective, and we wish you well in your sabbatical and anticipate hearing from you again from time to time. Listeners, it's because of your support we will continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, P.O. Box 7620, Spokane, Wa 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on Mike's Coming Out of the Closet on this Surreal Tuesday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> I really love that title, I, man. It's a brave. That kind of grabs your attention, doesn't it? It, 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 it does. <laughs> it, it's, it's a brave statement. And so... <laughs> 
Uh, It'll uh, definitely grab some attention on the podcast. That's for sure. Everybody's so, going to go, what? Yeah, Wait, hold on. Uh, I don't know if I want to listen to this show. They're going to, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, there obviously things can have multiple meanings. Yes, uh, they can. And, and it's, it's your truth, Mike. You can, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So sabbatical, folks, sabbatical. sabbatical. So you're going to take a break and we're going to continue this right Spokane perspective journey because, um, you know, we have to. There's too much information to grab a hold of and share with you folks out there, the listeners that send us encouraging messages and the, the people that take action, the people that go to events and that are are God filled events. And so we're going to continue doing this. But it was interesting because you came out of the closet, you said, but I, I didn't come out of the closet. I came out of obscurity. And so I couldn't find anywhere to put out information locally. Yeah. And, and social media, I wasn't real big on that at that point back in 2010 as a citizen activist concerned about state law, how it was affecting our families and our children. So as a citizen activist, I said, what, what do I do? Who do I talk to? I mean, I've gone to Olympia. I tell the legislators, but, you know, obviously I'm not going to get any interviews on uh, major radio stations or major TV stations. And, and somebody said, oh, no, there's a there's a, a, a radio guy. Like a radio guy. <laughs> so I ended up on your show but talking about the uh, issues of the day mm-hmm. that were going on that I was concerned about that dealt with child care and, and choice for families out there uh, and private businesses. And so that's how we ended up seeing each other first was a few times of coming on your show and it had great impact. Yes, it did. Uh, it actually fired up people and they heard me speaking out on the radio and they said, this is an issue that we want to take on. And the legislature got both barrels from a lot of citizens that heard those interviews about what was going on to children and, and families. So it did make a big difference. And then, of course, ran for office a couple of times. And I think you were in the need of a host. Oh, yeah. And the interview it didn't seem really difficult. But then I think there, there was one time where you called me and you're like, you're going to have to do the show yourself today. <laughs> and... I was terrified. Yes, I think uh, that that probably happened when I took a week and, and went and visited some grandbabies up in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was terrified. And and it's not easy. It is not easy to, to run a show and be entertaining and engaging all the time. But we've learned how to do it over the years. And, and now that we've got it going on, we've got to keep on busting the chops of the bad guys out there. And so we'll continue to do that. But just know, folks, in the future, we're going to have uh, guest hosts uh, that aren't going to have Mike's... Uh, Swag. Swagger? <laughs> Is it swagger? I, I don't... Anyhow, but, but so what do you see in the future, Mike, for uh, for you? I mean, you got some other things going on. You got grandbabies in Alaska. You've got grandbabies here that you've been uh, spending a lot of time with and a, a recent retirement from uh, your last career. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, obviously you get up in the age, there are some things that you really have to start paying attention to. And, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't one of those guys that took real good, you know, physical care of myself. So obviously, you know, part of the sabbatical is going to be used to address some medical and dental issues for sure. Definitely get caught up with the grandbabies. I'm sure that everybody out there can relate with your own children. It seems like you snapped the fingers or you blinked an eye. And the next thing you know, your kids are in high school getting ready to move out and go to college or move out, go to the service, do whatever. And I really, you know, I missed that because I did uh, all I did when I was, I was bringing up kids was basically working. 
Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's all. That's thought, all we did. I thought that really. was a typical American dream. You, yeah. You work, you work till your kids are old enough to take care of themselves, and then when you know you don't have all those bills that's having right. to do with the full family, and things are a little more paid off, you're a little more wiser. They call it the golden years, right? After yeah, you, you the, bet. You know, and I mean, I just turned sixty three, and you know, one of the things that I'm learning late in life, and I know that there's a lot of folks out there that can relate, is I missed a lot of wonderful moments. You know, moments with my family, moments with the kids. I ended up missing all of that. And I want to do things now to ensure that I don't miss out on a whole lot of those wonderful, memorable opportunities, you know, this late in the game for me, myself. Right. Well, you know, you know, kids influence their parents a lot of times with things that they learn, whether it's at school or uh, Crazy Uncle Joe's house. Right? Yeah, you bet. Not Crazy Uncle Joe, like our president. Yeah. I, I don't know what you learned there, but, you know, you, you bring them back home and you so what you can do with your grandbabies then is you can teach them the things that you wanted to teach your children that would have driven your wife nuts. Right. You can teach the grandbabies that, and then they can go back and teach, you know, your children about that. And, you know, that could be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Especially and, next Thanksgiving. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, the wonderful thing about the, the grandbabies is, is they're all clustered in basically the same age group. So, and they're right now at that age where, you know, hey, we need to go out and, you know, sight in a rifle. We need to go out and spend some time on that creek over there and get some trout. You know, we need to spend some time out there camping. And they're at that age right now. They're not toddlers. You know, they're nine to 12. So they're right in a, in a prime age where, you know, grandma and grandpa has, has now got this wonderful opportunity to just download all of our, our tradition, our stories, our values, our principles. I felt like there was a little something selfish in there, Mike. Too, <laughs> I, I know that the family goes out to the lakes and goes fishing. And I know that, you know, if they're in the right age range, you can go fishing and you don't have to clean them all yourself. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. That's part of the plan too. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, teach them how to fish from A to Z. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you know, I mean, it's a wonderful well, you thing. You gotta clean all the fish to get good at it. You know, I don't have to worry about dirty diapers. I don't have to worry about the toddler thing. You know, I don't have to worry about the older teenager where they're just going to be nothing but focused on their, their smartphone and stuff like this, because my grandkids don't have smart devices yet. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. Keep them away from those things. They're dangerous. No kidding. So, you know, a, a lot of the sabbatical, uh, again, is just going to be to address some of those issues, medical, dental, and otherwise that I've been, you know, basically ignoring for a while. And it's time that we get caught up in life and get ready to, like you say, enjoy those golden years for sure. Right. Well, and, and if you can keep the grandkids in line, then then I don't have to tell them about the reporting on anti-hazing bills from the state house. <laughs> no because, doubt. you know, they got to be nice to grandpa. Yep, they sure but, do. Uh, but there is a lot going on in government, folks, and we're going to be coming back the rest of the week, and we're going to be talking about some of those things. We've got some guests coming, the sheriff, climate change denier. I mean, a climate change scientist. Yes. And he's talking about global warming and carbon dioxide and methane. And then we've also got... Uh, a couple shows we're going to be releasing the news. So the sabbatical isn't starting yet. No, it is not. As a matter of fact, you're going to continue to hear this voice for the next week to week and a half to two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay. There you go. Mike's out of the closet. He's taken a sabbatical. Just want to be clear about that. Sounds folks. like, it sounds like, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we should have, that might've scared some people. Maybe we just should, we should have said something like Mike's leisure clothes 
leisure coming out of the closet. <laughs> like, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, my leisure suit from back in the 70s. <laughs> Do you still got it? Uh, you know what? I still have my senior prom Saturday Night Live handmade suit. My mom was a seamstress. Wow. She ended up making me, you know, one of those white suits, you know, with the black, thick, big collar. Well, I hope your wife's listening to this so that <laughs> the first time that you you don that that arrangement you know, there that she gets a picture of it so we can put it on the uh, Right Spokane Perspective Facebook page. Now, I haven't tried to put it on yet. I don't know if I can. Well, you're going to but... have time in the coming weeks. So we're just no you know, waiting for the pictures out there. No doubt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get a little bit serious here. I got an update from a listener who happened to be at the last Spokane City Council meeting when they were discussing changes in the rules of procedure for the city council. And here's what the email had to say. Now, the Spokane City Council just recently changed the rules about hearing from the public and from public officials during the public forum time. Now, public forum time has been held at the end of each city council meeting. All voting members on the Spokane City Council, including Cathcart, ended up voting for the new speech restrictions. But Councilmember Stratton, Councilmember Bingle did not vote for the new speech restrictions. So it was a five to two vote with Stratton and Bingle voting no. Now, the public forum is going to be held at the beginning of the council meetings and will be limited to 15 speakers. Each speaker will be limited to two minutes instead of three. Any individual is limited to speaking one time per calendar month. Okay. Wow. Nobody can speak on an issue which a vote will be taken by the Spokane City Council that same evening. Wow. Neither the mayor. So, so you're not going to be able to... Speak on the legislative items that are on the agenda? That's what the email is telling well, us, these man. These people are tyrants. Aren't they? Well, now, I mean, so basically what this is, it's not just limiting your speech on, you know, just the issues that are legislative there. It means that they just have their activists show up early, sign up, and it means that when they're doing hot-button issues, it means that the public doesn't get to speak at all. So it's not just that the city council doesn't get to hear from their right. constituents. It's that people that are watching the city council or are there to, to you know see it or if they're watching online, they're not going to know any public sentiment, and so they can shove their agenda down our throats. So this rule change tells me they're about ready to unleash stupid on us. Well, get ready because it's going to get even better. Here you go. Neither the mayor or any person who wears a uniform like police or fire to do their job are allowed to speak at public forum. Does this sound like freedom of speech to you? Actually, I think this is something, you know, normally public employees unions don't impress me too much on on their political positions. But yeah, uh, I would no think kidding. that the local, what, all the unions, the 270, the, what is it, 19 with the firefighters? Yeah. Uh, you know, all of these would just say, well, what, you're limiting the free speech of government employees just because they happen to work with government? Yeah. That's exactly what uh, the email is telling us at this so, particular so these, point. The, these individuals, so if you want to work for government in the city of Spokane, your new job is to shut up. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, it is, man. Yeah, stay in line. It is. Now, we only got about one or two minutes left in today's broadcast, folks. Definitely want to bring something up to your attention here. This is pretty nasty. Here's your headline. Children under 14 are dying from fentanyl poisoning at a faster rate than any other age group, folks. 
This is extremely troubling, considering the fact that you've got your Democrat-led Washington state legislature that is currently in session right now. And we've been hearing stuff about gun control. We've been hearing it about opening up development regulations so that we can now make fourplexes in single-family zoning areas. We've heard a little bit about their carbon tax credit program that they've got going on. I haven't heard anything, Tim, with regard specifically to how these folks are going to end up dealing with drugs, the Blake decision. Nobody is talking about that. Well, it doesn't seem like they are, and it's definitely not in the news of legislative actions. Uh, And of course, we know that most of the homelessness problem, as we'll be discussing uh, somewhat tomorrow with the sheriff, is that the vast majority of everyone homeless, at least in our county, can't pass a drug test. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, And so they should be doing something about the drugs. We know that it's not just the children that are dying. We got those, the Mexi pills that are blue. We've got now the ones that look more like candy that the children are getting into obviously Uh, but we've got just a a, a decimated city county and state budget with the amount of money that we're putting into the destruction that's left behind because of the drug addiction so i really hope they address it if they don't then they fail to do their duty absolutely and very well said at that all of that being said ladies and gentlemen mike and tim are out of here today we'll be back at you in your face again tomorrow bye-bye